What is up, friends? Coach Meg here with the Balance by Science podcast, where I teach you how to build a healthy and balanced lifestyle while still enjoying the process along the way. I am so excited to connect with you and to help you find Balance by Science. So without further ado, here is the Balance by Science podcast. What's up and welcome back to the Balanced by Science podcast. Today we're talking about why your metabolism is in the gutter and how we are going to fix that. So let's just start off with some basic definitions. What is a metabolism, right? We typically associate it with fat loss or muscle gain and we don't really know what's actually the science behind it. So let's talk about that. A metabolism is a chemical reaction in the body's cells that change food into energy. So a slower metabolism burns fewer calories, which means more gets more calories get stored as fat in the body, whereas a fast metabolism is going to burn more calories, which means you're storing less fat. Now, I feel like we all know someone who just has a crazy fast metabolism just naturally. Maybe they kind of treat their body like crap and it just works out really well for them seemingly. However, that does not mean that their health is in great shape in the long term. It just means that they have a fast metabolism. We also know people who seem to have have slow metabolisms. Maybe you feel like that's you and that's why you're listening to this podcast. I'm super excited to chat about this because I think this is going to be really, really helpful for you. Um, sometimes a slow metabolism is something that's genetic. Sometimes it's something that has to do with our childhood habits, the way we were raised. We're going to get into that a little bit deeper later, but um, some main factors that influence metabolism speed, um, genetics, as I just mentioned. You also have your, you know, neat or non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And so you're looking at things like your step count. You're looking at things like washing the dishes. You're looking at things like, you know, are you sitting at a desk all day? Like how much non-exercise activity are we getting in on the daily? And so if you have, for example, a desk job, um, your NEAT is probably pretty low and we're probably going to have to be a little more intentional about a little more intentional about getting those steps in, right? So that's definitely something to consider. Um, We want to look at our sleep, right? Our sleep habits. If you haven't listened to my two sleep podcasts with Dr. Medina, go back and listen to those. Those are going to be super, super helpful for you, especially if you feel like you are struggling with your metabolism. So you're going to want to take a look at your sleep habits. Um, you're going to take a one you're blah, blah, blah. you're going to want to take a look at your eating habits. So your past and your current. We're going to dive into this a little bit more later, but if you've been, you know, constantly yo-yo dieting or in other words doing challenges and then kind of falling off the wagon and then doing challenges and seeing lots of progress and falling off the wagon, then that is considered yo-yo dieting. Um, typically also fad dieting Um, and that could have a massive impact on your metabolism. So that's something you want to consider. Your age is something to take into consideration as well as your muscle to fat ratio. Remember that muscle costs calories to keep alive more so than fat does. And so the more muscle you have, the more metabolism you are going to have. We also have hormone function to consider in this equation. Um, So you definitely want to consider that as you, you know, take a look at things. 
things, but we're going to dive deeper into a healthy lifestyle and what hormones look like for that in a little bit. So common factors that negatively impact metabolism speed. Let's talk about it. The things I see most often are a large sugary drink intake. So if you like your soda and you're drinking that frequently, I know people who drink three to four a day. I know people who drink one a day. Whatever it is, we want to minimize that a little bit. Um, Even if it doesn't mean that you cut it out of the equation completely, maybe that means we cut it in half, right? We start to work our way down that pole and if you you know don't if you aren't drinking at least half your weight in ounces of water I want to recommend that you start there as well often we turn to these drinks as a means to you know the body is craving hydration right and we're just not giving it that by giving it you know soda and other super sugary drinks. So we want to consider that. Um, make sure you're getting at least half your weight in ounces of water, if not more in. Um, we want to consider frequent alcohol intake. Guys, alcohol is literally poison for your body. And so if you are drinking, I want you to learn how to support your body during that time, right? And I don't want that to be a super frequent thing because that can have a large impact on your metabolism. We cannot, we cannot, cannot, cannot eat salads all week long and then get to the weekend and then have, you know, four drinks on Friday and four drinks on Saturday and wonder why we are not losing fat or wondering why our metabolism seems slow because this is going to be everything in that picture, right? Not eating balanced meals. You guys, we got to be balancing out these carbs with protein. Your protein is going to help your blood sugar balance out a little bit, stable out a little bit, or stabilize a little bit. And so we want to be eating balanced meals, not only for that reason, but also because we want to support muscle growth. Remember, we talked about the more muscle you have, the higher your metabolism is. And so we want to consider that as we you know, choose our food um, and choose that wisely. Um, We talked about yo-yo dieting, constantly doing challenges, doing great, losing 10 pounds, and then falling off the wagon and gaining it all back. If you are tired of losing the same 5 to 10 pounds and then gaining it back, come talk to me. This is an easy fix. I do it every single day, and we can totally, totally, totally heal this issue with your body, right? We just need to learn how to approach this in a healthy and sustainable manner. Lack of strength training for the same reason as, you know, lack of muscle. Um, If we're not strength training, we likely don't have a whole lot of muscle. So that's something to take into consideration. If we're doing extreme cardio, that can wreck your metabolism, you guys, because when we start to do cardio, on the regular say we're doing it three five times a week and we're doing you know pretty intense maybe your heart rate's in at least zone three or four um and we're doing it for longer periods of time like 30 plus minutes then we've got a situation where our cardio is stressing us out right our cardio is raising our cortisol levels and we also have to consider the fact that 
it's adapting to our total daily energy expenditure. So it becomes a part of your total daily energy expenditure. Your body relies on that to maintain your current weight. You might see lots of fat loss in the beginning and then it suddenly plateaus and that's where you're going to stay because your body has adapted to that amount of cardio. So you would either have to do more cardio and do that very, very consistently um, or you would have to slowly reverse diet, which we will dive into later. So definitely take a look at, um, you know, how much cardio you're doing. That also has a large impact on cortisol. We will also talk about cortisol a little bit down the road here. Um, but you definitely want to make sure that that's a healthy and balanced way. And that's not just, you know, you thinking, how can I lose 10 pounds really, really fast? So how do we fix this, right? We get in these situations where we're just like, I don't know how to get out of this. This is all I have ever known. I've just done these challenges and they seem to work great and I just need to stick with it. I just need the discipline and that is not always the case. It is not always a discipline thing. Sometimes under eating can actually cause an impact on your hormones. It can cause an impact on whether or not you're plateauing. There are so many things that it could affect and we have to kind of like trace that back to the root reason of why you are not seeing progress. So even just being in a fat loss, a fat loss phase for too long, we are not meant to perpetually be dieting, you guys. Dieting is actually stressful on your body. Having Being in a calorie deficit is stressful on your body. So that's something that we want to consider that we're not holding our cuts or our deficits for too long. Um, I would say a max of like three months, depending on how much fat you have to lose and how your body's responding to that. But remember that cortisol levels are typically raised during this time period. You also need to be paying attention to how you feel, how you're sleeping, how your energy levels are, right? What's going on in your life stress-wise? Because there are going to be so many factors that play into this. I think a a lot of us just kind of approach this with reckless abandon and it's really not cool because it's kind of wrecking your health, right? So basically what happens when you are in a fat loss phase for too long, we decrease a hormone called ghrelin, which is one of your hunger hormones, right? And so you start to be less hungry because your body's just like, you know what, this is my situation. I'm not going to cause any more pain, any more discomfort than I have to. And so that being said, studies have shown that ghrelin or decreasing ghrelin in turn affects insulin, right? And that could create some insulin resistance, ending with potential type 2 diabetes, right? So we also are taking a look at impacted estrogen, right? So we see a lot of PCOS people um, in this situation where they just started out in a, you know, an extreme diet, or maybe they just forgot to eat, or we'll talk more about the common, like, symptoms or common, like, signs for that later, but decreased estrogen is a big one, um, decreased cortisol, right? At this point, we've kind of got just, like, a vicious cycle, right? Because we could be looking at adrenal fatigue combined with insulin resistance, so, at that point, we've got high cortisol, 
right? Whether that's just from like life being too stressful for too long or the prolonged fat loss phase that I mentioned earlier. We've got high cortisol encouraging gluconeogenesis, which is a process in the liver that essentially ends up raising your blood sugar, right? It's kind of a fight or flight response. Now, the problem is when we are constantly stressed, whether, like I said, whether that's due to life or trying to lose fat 24 7 365 and we end up with chronically high blood sugar causing insulin resistance causing the type 2 diabetes that i mentioned earlier or just basically the inability of insulin to regulate the blood sugar effectively anymore so how do you know if this is a concern though right how do we know how can we prevent this how can we take a look at our lifestyle and be like you know I really don't want to go down this path I want to go down a healthier path so if you're you know constantly running late you're constantly running late. You are probably consistently stressed, right? If you feel like you're extremely busy with little to no time for yourself, you are probably consistently stressed. Do you feel like you are anxious when you can't be near your phone or your computer? You are probably consistently stressed. Do you feel guilty when you relax? Do you forget to eat? Right? These are all huge signs of stress and we have to learn to slow that down to manage your diet, to manage your exercise. Learning balance and discipline in those areas is going to help immensely with that, right? So on the flip side of that too, if we shoot for low calories and they're like extremely low, right? I'm talking like anything below 1500. Even 1500 is a small, small number, especially if you're not working with a coach who's experienced in this area. I don't recommend going as low as 1500, especially if you're not tracking currently. Um, but if we shoot for those low, low calories, we're far more likely to binge on, you know, Oreos or ice cream or whatever, whether that's in the evenings or the weekends, because our body is craving more food because it wants because let me tell you, nine times out of ten when a client comes to me and they're like, I don't know what's going on, I just can't seem to lose fat and also like I can't relax, they are constantly stressed, they are going to extremes with their exercise or with their cardio or HIIT especially and we are extremely variable in our eating habits, right? Skipping breakfast, um, as I mentioned, like constantly forgetting to eat, all of that stuff, not feeling like you have time for yourself. These are all things that we take into consideration when I work with someone in this situation. It's never just, you know, well, here is your nutrition plan and here are your workouts and that's all you need. Nothing else impacts anything so good luck and I hope it works for you it's it's not like that you guys we have to look at you know how you're managing life in general we're gonna take a look at how busy you are how we're managing stress how our sleep levels are 
sleep levels are how our sleep is right we're going to take a look at all these things because they all have an impact and we're not going to just say you know so and so has adrenal fatigue but we're not going to address that because she's here for fat loss no we're going to look at the body as a whole and we're going to end you in a healthier position than when you started not just in a skinnier position not just in a more muscular position not just in a more you know fit position we're going to end you any healthier happier more balanced as just an individual than you were before and I think that's where a lot of coaches will fall short we'll see you know these really cheap programs that they just kind of toss out and yes that might work in the beginning that might work for a while as you create that calorie deficit um, but as your body adjusts or as you get a little bit more stressed out and in that kind of fight or flight mode constantly, then your body's just kind of like, whoa, 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 slow down. Like, I'm I'm not wanting to respond the way you want me to respond because you are stressing me out right now. And there's a lot of science behind that. We've kind of talked about adrenal fatigue. We've kind of talked about insulin resistance. We've talked about the symptoms that, you know, or the common signs that you are, you know, about to struggle with something similar or currently struggling with something similar. We've talked about factors that influence metabolism speed. We've talked about common factors that negatively impact metabolism speed. We've talked about what a metabolism is. Guys, this podcast has been so filled with knowledge and I'm so excited that we got to chat about this. Let me know if you have any questions. You know you can always DM me on Instagram and I hope you're having the best week ever. Friend, thanks for joining me on the Balance by Science podcast. Be sure to click the little plus sign in the upper right corner to be notified when new episodes come out, or if you're on Spotify, click the follow button and bell in the upper left. Because I love creating personal connections, you can also find me on Instagram by my username in the show notes below. Remember friends, make today the beginning of the tomorrow you're wishing for. 